0: Show, show. Hey, this is Ro. And this is Joe. And we discuss the gray area, the black and white of things. Today, we're going to discuss who we are and why we're doing what we're doing. Yay. We're going to give some personal insight into who we are. And so, Joe, tell us about yourself. Uh,
1: so, I got to go first. <laughs> so, Joe, I am single. I got two kids. They just left the nest. Empty nester. Empty nester. Which, I hate that term, but yeah, they left me, so I'm all alone. How do you feel about that? Lonely. I miss them. I have my dog. She keeps me company. But yeah, it's tough. It's been different. My son, he's the most recent. My daughter's been out of the house for quite a while, but my son, he's the most recent, so it's been different. I've been tracking him down, stalking him, popping up in his house. Poor baby. He don't answer the door, <laughs> but he's not there, so he doesn't ignore me on purpose. But he sends me texts, not today. Oh, the parent who then becomes the child. I'm like, Owen, oh, please answer your mom. <laughs> don't you want food? All right. Oh, I've been with the food. It's not working lately. Oh, so. my. Yeah, but I'm getting there. So this Pray podcast there is helping, you know. That's good. It's helping. It gives me something constructive to do.
0: We always like constructive vibes. Yeah,
1: because, you know, leave me alone too long. I'll start drinking beer. Go sit, eat beer, chicken wings. I'm a little <laughs> woozy today, so excuse my voice. Joe's like a, a little hungover. A little bit, yeah. It's all beer right. Beer vodka does it every time. So we have a shared, I guess, passion for like social justice. Like how deep should I go as to who I am? So I have two black kids. I've always been passionate about racism. You know, I've always been passionate. Social justice is my like criminal justice reform. That's my big passion. So I'm hoping that this podcast will lead me to get to where I go as far as my goals, as far as that's concerned, because I just want to have a small role in freeing an innocent man. So however I'm going to do that, I'm unsure yet, but I feel like this podcast will give me the platform to be able to do so.
0: A way will always be made. I am one who believes that the universe always opens the door.
1: Right. I mean, I've tried to volunteer for the Innocent Project. I've applied a few times. I never get any. It's just not time yet. Yeah, it's not that time yet. So I never get any response from them. So I guess, you know, we just have to do our. Build our own platform to get to where we got to go. That's why we have the Rowan and Joe show. Yeah, because even with jobs, you can't find the jobs you want. So I'm trying to figure out ways to make my own money. So that, And that's coming along. So I'm figuring that out. It was a tough road, though. You know. But having my kids grown and not so much depending on me has given me the... Time. The time. And, like, the I'm not so worried because I don't have to worry about are they... F- Having the money to feed them, right? So if I have to sacrifice, it'll be my sacrifice, not like they're starving. I understand that very well. And other than that, like I a little bit more about myself. Like I have a dog. I love my dog. Um, I do yoga sometimes, not as much as I used. So I want to get back into it. Let's do yoga. I'm from Pennsylvania. I moved to Atlanta what four years ago now. Not that big fan of Atlanta, but I'm here. Neither am I. North Carolina is my favorite place. So much love there. People that are genuinely beautiful. Shout out to my Samara. I love you.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. And Olivia.
1: Shouts Um, out because she loves you. Yes. But uh, maybe I'll have her on the show one day. Let's do it. Yeah. I guess I'm going to take it. I'm going to give it to you now. Give it to me. Pass the mic. Yeah, I'm passing the mic. I
0: am Ro. I am the mom of five beautiful children um, I'm a wife. Love my husband. I love being is. a mom. I love being a mom. Um, I am one of those women. I was. I feel like that. I was born to be a mother. I knew that I was going to be a mom when I was a child. Just I love babies. I said that I am the mother of five, but I lost my oldest child in 2016 uh, complications from sickle cell anemia. So that is my passion at this point mm-hmm. in my life. Um, I felt the need to get a master's degree so that I could be taken seriously in this journey that I am on. And and if you continue to follow the Rowan Joe show, you will see the manifestation of that journey and my passion for adults who suffer from sickle cell and any other disease um, that you may need advocacy for and that you feel like the medical profession just isn't on your side. And we're both.
1: And I'm excited to see you. You know, grow in that journey. I'm excited to be a part yeah, of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm excited
0: to help see where it's going to take right, me. Me
1: too. We excited. both kind
0: of have this um, feeling of angst towards the medical profession. Yes, being that we've worked in it for
1: towards any profession that's th- that's supposed to be there to help, but but sometimes it's more of a hindrance. Right.
0: You know. Yeah. Frustrating, especially right. for the sick. You know, and if you have any for me, I'm a very empathetic person. If you have any type of empathy, then you want for people who come to you to actually get the help that they need. And we've seen that that is not always.
1: Yes, it's not always the
0: case. Right. Exactly.
1: And like the medical field kind of has like a code of silence, just like the police. Yes. So there's a lot of these structures that are built that are supposedly there to help us and help the communities and help the people. But they're not always used that way. No. So, yeah. And that's the black and white
0: of things, or as we like to say, the gray area, because, yeah, the construct.
1: Ding, ding, ding. There's my word again. And that's what drew me to you. Like, I knew that I could talk. You're not judgmental, and you have empathy. So, I can talk to you about these things that I don't sound like some conspiracy theorist crazed white lady. (laughs) You know, that's, who is this woman and what is she talking about? You actually take things that I say serious and you can kind of get where I'm coming from and vice versa, I think. Right. Because I've,
0: you know... I've experienced things and when you right. I mean we all experience things but some people let their experiences take them to a place that's dark. Right. Uh, for me, my experiences have allowed me to see things in a different way and I would say the opposite of dark is light. So I try my hardest to and see I know that things has to be tough in a positive way to, to, to bring light to, to the darkness, because it's necessary. If you do not, then there are issues, you know, and I can't stress this enough. I haven't said it in our past podcast, but I know that I know that your physical and mental health are, they coincide. So what you feel and experience psychologically, that's going to have an impact on your physical health and right. what you feel physically, if it's um, to the negative, it will impact your mental health. So you have to come to a middle ground, both physically and mentally. I will add the spiritual component too, because yes. that is necessary in order to be one whole individual. And so that is why I Air towards the
1: light all the time So that's why I love you Joe Yes and I love you too Rome. <laughs> and so we just want to come together and do something Positive yes and you know build a Platform and hopefully which it's Slow I know it's a slow moving process But it's this a podcast, process still. but it's a process Podcast process <laughs> You know that's Hopefully, we'll grow and continue to grow, and our followers and our listeners and our audience will engage with us. Yes, give us suggestions, advice, anything they you know that they think we should you know advocate on. We're here, and that's what we want to do. One hundred percent. Yeah. So
0: we kind of wanted to move in the direction of this podcast to um we're we're discussing who we are. We're opening up to you all. Um, Joe says that she likes yoga. I love music. Um, that's why I'm always singing. Right. <laughs> Even though she you may not like my singing voice, I am not the movie buff. Well, unless it's Marvel. I'm, I do uh, like movies too. I'm like, a I sci-fi. like romantic comedy. I'm, I'm not a, a sci fi. Yeah, yeah, I'm sci fi superhero. I'm that chick. I superhero,
1: <laughs> but I'm more a romantic comedy girl.
0: <clears throat> so I'm going to sing to you maybe in this podcast. And yeah, my voice isn't all that great, but it is what it is. And I like it. I yeah, love hey. it. Um, but anyway, we're going to discuss our um, issues, like the issues that I face. I mentioned um, losing a child um, in 2016. So that by far has taken me to the darkest, dark place that I've ever been in. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Um, there's, I've lost a lot of people in my life, grandmas and cousins and you know, friends, but, but losing my first love has by far been the test for me. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, I can imagine.
0: So, and I think, again, we're, we're discussing issues, losing a child crosses the color line. So any mom, no matter what race you are, if you've lost a child, you know exactly where I am in my Grieving process. I don't think that I'll. Well, I know that I will never be over it, you know. But I'll, you know, I'm going to turn this into. Again, keep following the Rowan oh, right. Joe Show, and you'll find I out. Yes. <laughs> I'm also, the current state of America. I have never been more of a political person than I am now. Uh, since t- I turned away. Oh, 2016. Oh, that was a hell of a year. You lose a child, and yeah, we don't want to mention. Happened. Yeah, and yeah. then there's now there's this whole race thing, and that seems to just, as far as social media
1: is concerned, just keep getting worse and worse.
0: Yeah, because the race thing has always been a thing. It's, it's, always, it's always been, a been, thing been an issue. Social
1: media is just with with the current state of America, the poli- the political state of America. It seems to have brought it to life. In such a way on social media that it's, that it's like getting worse and worse yes. and it's not improving. And, you know, you would think that with all the awareness of it now, with the platform, like the social media and how it's like... The videos and how people see it. You know, when are people when are people going to start talking about it? And that's why we're talking that's about it, to get exactly other talking, why we're about we're talking about it. Because you can't really fix something that you don't recognize that there's a problem. One hundred percent. So we have to get people to recognize the problem so that they can get to fixing it. Yes. Or at least talking about fixing it. Yes. Or get rid of the discomfort in talking about it. And you know that leads to. I think you had a question about. I have a question about. Uh,
0: White people in general. And why do they seem so aloof about race relations, yet they don't want to be considered racist?
1: Right. I mean, that's a really good question. Now, I don't know that I can speak on behalf of white people, but I could say that that's probably like either they a they don't care because they don't face it in their daily lives. Mm -hmm. So they don't unless they have like a foundation of black friends or they have kids that maybe have black boyfriends or black babies, what other reason would they talk about it? Well, they yeah. know. Here we so, go. I'm going to kick a statistic. Kick that statistic because my statistic says 76% of America right now is white. Like, I think it's pretty close. So this statistic will say the statistic. So
0: this, again... In true row fashion, (laughs) I'm going to bring you an article, some facts. The article is called 64% of Americans Say Racism Remains a Major Problem. This is written in May of 2018. Um, There are three authors. You can look it up. I don't want to mess up anyone's name. (laughs) So anyway, 39% agree that um, of Americans agree that racism exists today, but isn't a major problem. 72% 72% of Americans think that racial discrimination against black is a serious problem in this country, while 89% of blacks and 81% of Hispanics share the same sentiment. And here's where it gets the gray area. 68% of whites said it's a serious problem, and 30% say that it's not a serious problem. So that's
1: what I'm saying, 68%, and if the, the, whole po- the total population is like 76% white. And 68%, is that the right number, say that they think race is a problem. You would think they would be more comfortable talking about it. Yes. But I do find, like, I've had friends that were white friends, and, you know, sometimes when you talk about race or you might point out certain things, like, you know, they don't, let's just say they stopped inviting me to the cookouts. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can't really make, I feel like some people, like, if you don't conform to... You know, what's—if it's not, like, always talking about—like, and I know everybody wants to be positive, and I know nobody—there's the whole thing on social media about toxic friends and stuff like that, but I think if you're talking about something true, something true, something factual— Something and just relevant. trying to say, yes. And just trying to say, you know, hey, you know, this is this and that is that. And I don't agree with this or I don't agree with that. I don't I mean think that that's necessarily nothing wrong with that. Like people don't really want to have real conversation. They want to have conversations more along the lines of Kardashians or what's trendy. They don't really want to talk about you know, what's really good. What this statistic is. Yeah, yes, like, what's really good. They don't want to talk about It's really good. They'd rather talk about trending or talk about the shoes they just bought or their cars. Like, I feel like America's becoming very shallow. And I think we need to start getting a little deeper. I agree with that. Start getting deeper into real issues, shit that really matters. Like, they're all about the woman marches, but what do you do in your daily life to support women? Or if you think racism is a problem, what are you doing in your household to stop racism or to at least bring awareness to what uh, racism is? So it's just things like that that people need to recognize and talk about a little more often. And I hope that we have a white audience. Yes. And maybe the whitest audience, even if they voted for Trump, vote for Trump, but follow us so you can tell us, you know, maybe share a point on why you're white and you voted for Trump, but you're not racist. Let us know, because all of our research that we've been reading, black women feel like if a white woman voted for Trump, that she's just she's racist. racist. Right. You know, and- so— And that leads me to the same—I mean, I really think having that mindset, though, is kind of the same mindset that a white woman would have to have to think just because she screws a black guy that she's not racist. So I feel like that's kind of the same mindset. So if I'm white and I score a black guy and that automatically takes me away—that automatically makes me not racist, for someone to think someone just voted for Trump automatically assumes that they are racist, I feel like it's the same mindset. Does that make sense? It does make sense. That
0: that just goes to show that we have to get to know people before we place our own judgment upon them. Right. You can't judge me if you don't know me. You don't know what I'm thinking. We are not mind readers. We just- and again, I did not vote
1: for any president, <laughs> and I'm very proud to say I'm a free thinker and you're not going to make me be a Democrat or a Republican just beca- to prove that I'm one way or the other to, for your, for anybody's agenda, agenda or thought process. So I just wanted to reiterate that. I appreciate because that. Because some people think, because the way I talk about things, a Democrat not too long ago, very, very into Democrats, like, what do you call them, far left? Far is that left. The far left. I he's, think so. He's far, far left. And he just basically, oh, you're a Republican. No, I'm not. And I took insult to that. <laughs> I'm not a Republican. <laughs> I'm Joe. So I went on a little rampage. Yeah, you, that's you, okay.
0: It's okay to rant. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Right. I'm not a talker. It's So this podcast is interesting because I'm more of an observer. But right. are there any, you know, issues that you have with... Black people, like I said, my issue or the, a question that I have is why are white people seemingly aloof, although they admit that racism is an issue. How about yeah, you? Like, why
1: they don't talk about it? Well, for me, I mean, I don't have a problem with black people in general. Like, I don't I'll go to a you know, it doesn't matter to me if, to I, walk the into a, <laughs> like, if I walk into a, a party and it's all black people. I'm not going to feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to. Be scared or run or say, who are you? Or whatever that weird, like, the Debbie dog lady did or oh, Newport yeah. Nancy. I'm far oh. from that. But social media sometimes gets me questioning. And dare I talk about a trendy topic today, but... Go ahead. Hit it. Well, like, for instance, um, the Red Table Talk. They were talking to Jordan. Was her name Jordan? Something with the J. Orty. Jordy, Jordan. Something like that. Uh-huh. Anyway, well, of course, everybody knows... The rumor is that she messed around with her best friend, Kylie's sister's boyfriend. She's been part of their family. And they, they, they were talking about her. You know, she was telling about the situation. But they referred to it her getting all this negative publicity and all this hell for doing what she did because she was a black girl. <laughs> and I just don't see, I feel like any girl in that situation, whether if she was a white girl, best friends with Kylie... And, and did what she did or didn't do. I'm not—but the rumor was that. That she did. She'd be getting the same amount of hate. Like, she'd be getting—all this trouble would still be going on, whether she was white, Puerto Rican, Mexican, Chinese. Like, because she was a woman that was best friends in this family for since she was, what, 14? Right, but you're saying why— but, if, but why are you making it about being a black girl? Right. Why are you making it a color issue? I, I mean, why are you making it, like— if she was a white girl, it would have been any easier for her. And I don't see where that, I don't see that. And I, that's where it gets tricky for me. Like that kind of bothers me. So the trendy thing, I think I
0: mentioned this in another podcast and just to like what you're talking about. I understand that because, you know, I'm not afraid or ashamed to say it that sometimes black people get on my nerves. I mean, like, Come and on! White stop people get on my night. yeah. Stop complaining. Stop all. Don't always make it out to be a
1: black and white issue. And don't always accuse the black man or the black girl for doing something like that's the white side of things. But but yeah, like you can't always make it an issue if it's don't create an issue that's not that's there. not an issue. Not in today's world, we're trying to fix it and these platforms that's there to help. That's what it should be there to help. It shouldn't be there to. I feel like it's like little seeds poking. Yeah, yeah, like poking oh, the bear. You know, as a black girl, you you're struggling because you're a black girl. No, you put yourself in a situation. When do we as women take responsibility for for this? the situation? She did a good job and she admitted it, but she should have left it at that. She shouldn't have made it into a color mate. issue. A color issue. Yes, that's the only <clears throat> problem I see on social media sometimes. They turn it into a color issue when, when it's it unnecessary. Happen. And and in all reality, issues Sometimes. like
0: that are, again, they cross color lines because for men re- cheat, sure. women
1: cheat, black, white,
0: yellow, brown. We right. all. Yeah.
1: There's so many women we know that might have done the same thing Jordan did. That was a white girl, a Puerto Rican girl. Right. I mean, all girls do it. Not just black. Not girls. me. you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying. No, I'm just kidding. Right. I'm just kidding. So, like, that's another issue that I've had that I could say bothers me. Yeah. But it's social media. It's not real life. Like, in general, in real life. I mean, you wonder if the seriousness they're portraying on social media is real, like— other than videos and stuff but in because real life, a lot
0: of people you know and I hate that we're even talking about the Kardashians again god damn they seem to be that part of life that it well, just you just learn about even if you don't want to like I didn't want to know and I didn't even care but I get where I get the point that you're making right. you know why does this have to be a black issue when it's actually a human issue um so yeah I get that
1: And there's a lot of people sticking up for her. So she's getting a lot of support from the black black, black community and from black women supporting her. So if that was a white woman, would white women—would she be getting that kind of support? I I doubt it. I have no idea. You know, so it might have even been worse if she was a white woman because, you know, white girls don't say, you know— power to the power yeah because there <laughs> was some comments i entertained i'm guilty i will admit i entertained myself i was reading those comments and i was like laughing my i mean ass the all. internet is a funny funny place hilarious, hilarious. i mean Humans they were like funny. stay strong black queen it's time for blacks to attack i mean that one right there i think i sent you this screenshot or something i was like on my bed <laughs> kicking my bed like oh my god this shit is hilarious <laughs> There are all these black women like chasing chloe uh, oh my, oh my god. god it's hilarious that's yeah, i mean but they got she got that support which is amazing and it's awesome yeah but, but do it every day in everyday lives of all women and but white women i don't think would have done that for a white girl if she was in the same situation so interesting that's interesting yeah like i don't think that they would but i don't know for sure
0: so that just lets you know that the cookout isn't necessarily always the place you want to be because for me first of all are your dishes clean no first of all did you wash your hands <laughs> well that's all cookout. <laughs> that's what that's i'm why saying I like buffets. <laughs> so just because you're invited to the cookout it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a place you want to be or that you want to eat there because shit this is a lot of dirty motherfuckers out there
1: sorry sorry. <laughs> Dirty motherfuckers on all races.
0: Yes. Yes. yes
1: all races. <laughs> so it gets tricky, but so that's my thing. But what problems do you have that- besides the, them not talking about it? Like, have you ever ran into like a Newport Nancy? No, I have not. I have not had a lot
0: of, I mean, the, the worst thing that I can say that has happened to me uh, uh, for being the color that I am is living in Tucson, Arizona. And I was in a medical setting. And uh... that's on the top
1: white. Cities, then. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like and I like, had yeah, all white. A guy asked me, probably because of my fair skin, if I was a Negro. Are you a Negro? No. Yes. No. He did. Yeah. And so my family, they, they, that was like a running joke for a what long time. What did you time. say to him? I can't even remember how the conversation started, but he did. He had the balls to ask me if I was a Negro. Yes, sir, I am. Was my <laughs> was my response to that? I mean, because- that is insanity. Hey, welcome. This is. See, America, that's the dumb shit. It See, white
1: people, dumb. that's what we're just trying to get across to y'all. Just don't say dumb shit like that. <laughs> it's dumb. But I feel like he probably thinks that you know he has the right, is that that's the whole supremacy. D- um, back to the white privilege, yeah, thing, that's right? the whole
0: supremacy. So, I mean, deal. I've been
1: for me having black children, I've had you know, I've had um, a white man say, get your half-breed, get back there, watch your half-breed niggers. I had a neighbor who told me to get my half-breed nigger off her front stoop. Awful. So I've experienced racism through my children. So they treated me a certain way and called my children names. You know, having black children, you do experience. So that's, that's why I've recognized it. And then I hung out with black girls and black people when I was young, and I recognized it from just hanging out with them when I was young. So I recognized racism a long, 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 long time ago. Even through my own family. Which is why you're an ally.
0: Yes. That's why. Yes. You're an Which, ally. Because
1: I knew when I was young, even super duper young, hearing comments, I knew then, like, shit ain't normal. Like, it's not. It's it not. It doesn't even make any sense. Right. You know, it's stupid. So, but that's what made me as a white person the way that I am today. But so the white person that never hung out, like that always stayed in the suburbs, that always went to predominantly white schools, that always just hung out with predominantly white crowds, might listen like heavy metal or country or whatever it is. And they don't interact with black people, interact with black people. They're blind. But then your statistic undermines that blindness. So we got to get to the point of why don't it bother them enough to say, well, what can we do? Like, why are you still having kids like kids out here that are still like I don't know in high school. I don't know of any, I know, I know my daughter had mentioned some things with white boys in the town that we were from. She had experienced some things. And she's 24. So for it to still exist in that age. Yeah. So I'm anxious to see like. Well, my youngest
0: baby girl is a senior. So I don't want to say
1: names. So no, 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 no. How do I yes. say this? My name?
0: youngest baby girl is a senior. And she, I actually asked her if she had any white friends and she said no. Right. She, she, she said she, she don't sh- fuck
1: with y- the wipes. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't. She didn't. She well, didn't. she, she that's probably what I, did. That's what I said to her, and she just looked at me like I hate you. And I'm like, you love me. <laughs> You're my friend. I'm she, your friend. <laughs> oh my God.
0: But <laughs> she does she um have me. a lot of Hispanic friends. Right. She does. I mean, so it's not like and for me, you know, you talk about growing up around white people, that wasn't necessarily the case for me. I I did have a crush, and I think I mentioned this, right. in kindergarten on a white guy. And it was my mom that kind of let me know that it wasn't a good thing to have a crush on a white guy. So it's interesting how you can have the family dynamic, but still kind of go outside of what you've learned to I'm always interested in other things I've always been interested in other races other cultures just to see what it's like I mean people you have to trap. you have to get outside of yourself in order to understand and I've always had that type of personality
1: always curious well why you know and well, we've moved a lot. And I do feel I, like I have, people yes. that never left their hometown, like I feel like me moving has helped me grow. I mean, tremendously. Yes, it I does. have experienced tremendous growth since moving from the town that I grew up in. And Even I love that, that town, that made me who I was. And, you know, all my friends and all my people, I love them dearly. I think about them all the time. I talk about them all the time. Yes. I wouldn't have got through life without them. Ditto, dido I wouldn't be the person that I am without them. But I know that moving and experience different ways of life, different people, different cultures, different towns, I've just grown gives so you much. A, a, it gives you a respect
0: for people who, you know, it's weird. That we're having the conversation because we discussed that we are all just truly the human race. And it's the culture that is different. We're not different. You know, we have the same organ makeup. We have eyes, ears. We're all the same. It's just the
1: color difference and cultural differences. Right. We might eat different food. We might like different kind of clothes or, you know, it's just different things. We may try to—we even might— you know, some cultures meditate more than others or And I love to meditate. Just oh. there's so many different aspects of it all but of being a really, human. At the end of the day we all we all wake up and we're hungry. Yes. We all most of us like coffee or tea in the morning mm-hmm. or you know, whatever it is, we all got to work. We all got to make money. We all got to raise our children. We, we all, all got to have love, sex. You know, yeah, we all want <laughs> sex. Yeah, we all just. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we all have this. It's the same wants it and needs. It's just we might do it in different ways. Or yes. It's just so. If people could just learn to, like, let it all go and, like, take this whole social media political climate that we're going through and take it to come together. You know, we can't expect one person to change the world for us. Exactly. It's up to us. It's up it to takes, us. It's up, the up to The individual. Us. The individual. So if you want to be a, a woman's activist, then treat your, all your female co-workers nice. Give them compliments. And if you get a compliment, accept it. Because I've given women compliments, and they've looked at me sideways like, bitch. And oh. I'm just like, okay, well, whatever. I'm sorry, my bad. That's yeah. awful. It gets weird. I says, oh, yeah, that has happened I to say- me.
0: Thank you to everybody who
1: compliments me. One in particular. And from I Richmond, do give Virginia. Compliments. I told this woman her purse was super cool. She clutched onto that purse and she just looked at me crazy. I was like, oh, I just, just turned around. But yeah, so I mean, just be nice to each other, like as women. So I'm just using that as an, an example, example. right? Because, you know, that's a big thing. And that kind of is a pet peeve of mine, how they do these women, <laughs> these big marches. And they even said your woman's march isn't mine, as a black woman had said that in one of the articles. But it's not mine either. Because I feel like it takes individual people every day, real life. Screw social media. Yes. Screw, screw all these things on TV. In real life, when you go to work, down the street, to the club, to the bar, to your cousin's house, to the cookout, <laughs> just be fucking nice to each other. And that's all it if takes. If you know the that woman next door. That is all her, it
0: takes. Being nice. And what's so hard about it's easier to be nice
1: than it is to be mean? Well, I used to be a bitch. I used to have an attitude problem, but I'm... Gro- I'm I didn't know that. Growth. Growth, growth is necessary. Oh, in my 20s, I was a... I had an attitude. I've never attitude. been
0: one to... Well, some I people may disagree, problem. but... I can be feisty, and I still yeah. am feisty. It's a toned-down feistiness, but I get my yeah. point across when necessary. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I'm a little... You know, I've been told I'm aggressive because I'm, I'm a little loud. You know, and I'm loud, and I get when I get excited or passionate, I get like, you know, I yeah. start talking fast, and I'm like da 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 da, <laughs> and I get super excited. I talk with my hands, so I struggle with that in the South a little bit more. Like,
0: yeah, being down South when we're from up North, it's a different bird.
1: Oh, it's a different it bird. Is. It's a lot different. Ooh. They're so worried about being charming here. Let's just keep. Let's but it's just all be fake, real. right? It's like, all fake, right? Like, can I just be nice and respectful, but still be a little honest, like? The whole charm thing, right. You're worrying about the wrong thing sometimes down here, I feel like. No, that's all over. It's all over because
0: if if that were not the case all over, then you and I wouldn't be here and we would not have created this gray area, the black and white of things platform.
1: No, but I'm just saying like some people will not like, um, like if you're not super charming and stuff, they don't like want to deal with you. Like, they can't just.
0: So, you mean that crosses color lines? Because, you know, the black sure. the thing about black women is that we have the attitude issue.
1: But, yeah. No, no. I mean, I've had an attitude and I met plenty of white women have attitudes. Of course they do. So, I mean, hell, I watch ID Discovery and there's white women on there all the time killing their husbands. <laughs> it ain't just black women <laughs> that are angry because there's plenty of white angry women on TV, on them shows, killing their husbands. So. Right. But I don't know how far you want to go. But basically, our issues, we all have issues. We all have issues. Yes. We all are looking for love. And if you're you're married already, you're trying to maintain love. Maintain it. Yes. So. Yes. Trying to keep the fire alive. I can't even think of a song for that. Darn. What about fire and earth? Wind fire and what is it? Sing it, stop for it. Astro. What's her name? Sing it. Tina Marie. Tina. I don't know. It.
0: I can't. I'm lost can't. for words. You don't want me to say that. Okay, lost without you. There we go. Who is anyway, that? that's Robin Thicke. Oh my God, oh you my God. are white.
1: You did. That did not sound like Robin <laughs> Thicke. Where's your husband oh at? I want to God. see a knew, And he's black. She's married to a black I
0: man. I am by the black, way. married to a black man. Yes, yes. I am. Love him so,
1: so yeah. Let's just wrap it up because I feel like I rambled a little bit in this episode. It's okay. It's okay. It's
0: all right. I'm not a rambler, and you are, and that's why we are the right. Roe and Joe Show. Yes. So in true Row fashion, Joe fashion, I'm going to wrap it up. And this week we were actually supposed to discuss biracial children. We're going to push that episode to next week. So next week our episode will be about the biracial babies. Right.
1: Um I'm gonna try to get Khadijah on. Come on, Dej. Come on. We'll give you we'll, we'll prep you and everything. Yes, we will. Yes. So we're going to leave you with
0: positivity as always, you know, step outside of your box. People meet somebody new of a different race or culture. Drink some wine. We love wine. Drink some wine. Stop whining. Stop whining. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Stop Stop whining whining and drink some wine instead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cheers to the neighbor.
0: Cheers to the neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's good down. You know what is positive about being down south is the diversity. It is very diverse down here. It is. It's very diverse. Yes. And I do
1: appreciate that. Yes. yes. So
0: my neighbor across the street is black, and then I have Indian neighbors, and then I have Hispanic or Mexican. We're not even gonna go into that because yeah. <laughs> Latino. Anyway, yes. <laughs> so until next time, Roe and Joe show. We're out. See ya. Deuces. The Rowan Joe Show.